A long time ago, I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of the tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anybody who traded with them. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. You see, some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Ooh. That's a good one. I first was like, what is this from? And then all of a sudden I caught who was saying it, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I t- took that back to the movie. I was like, oh, okay, I know what movie this is. <laughs> uh, I still feel a little dirty having that... Uh, be bounced in the first round of our rewatchability. Oh yes, yes, good, good movie. I, I like, I like the choice of, I like um, Michael Keane a lot as a, as Alfred. Yeah, he he played a good Alfred. Mm-hmm. He did a little snarky. I think he did. He play the best Alfred that we're aware. Of? Um, I don't know. I think the original one from the Michael Keaton one. Oh is the best yeah, Al- I do. Alfred. He he does get a little attitudey later on, not in like the first one, maybe. I don't know. He's, yeah. He was a little more hands-on than the other Alfred, right? Um, I feel like about the same. I don't know. Well, maybe. I mean, what is it? Jeremy Irons. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, he's pretty hands-on. He was very hands-on. Yeah. I forgot about Jeremy Irons. <laughs> we all have. <laughs> Irons, Jeremy. <laughs> well, welcome to the Utterly Useless Podcast, the only podcast with its own bat signal. <laughs> Across from me is a man so desperate to fight criminals that he locks himself in to take them on one at a time. A man that will use theatricality and deception like changing his voice to sound deep and raspy. The Bruce Wayne Batman of the Bat Pod, Jeremy. I'm Batman. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And now he has throat cancer. Now I'm going to talk the whole podcast like this. (laughs) To my left is a man that will tell you to read the instruction manual before playing with the new high-tech military-grade suit. A man that would recommend a good travel agent to get back into a plane midair. A man that will call you out with your three-button suit as a little 90s, Mr. Wayne. The Lucius Fox of the All Batman. right. Brett. I'm good with Lucius Fox. I like <laughs> Lucius Fox, especially Morgan Freeman being there. Yeah. Yep. Lastly, I'm the man that likes to play things pretty close to the chest. A man willing to admit that Batman is the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it. Because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. The James Gordon of the Bat Pod, Timmy. <laughs> All right. Now, are you Commissioner James <laughs> Gordon or are you uh, Captain James Gordon? Well, everything's happened now, so I am now Commissioner. Oh, All okay. right. Congratulations. We got the promotion. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into our. All right, merit badges. What do we got? All right. This week's merit badge for me, I. Got the uh, Doritos merit badge. Ooh. So I purchased all the Doritos that I could possibly get my hands on to determine which one I thought was the best Doritos flavor. Wow. How many did you buy? I'm just curious. Um, let's see. There's Cool Ranch, Ranch, or no, let's see, Cool Ranch, uh, the hot flame and hot ranch, the nachos cheese, the flame and hot nacho cheese, the uh tapa. Tico, oh, Tapatio, Tapatio. Yeah. Um, there's the chile, the Limon, Flamin' Hot, there's Flamas, 
Um, let's see. There's the barbecue, the new barbecue one that just came out. The salsa verde. Oh, I feel like I'm missing one or two. But which one did you ultimately decide? We ultimately, I ultimately decided that I think the flaming hot cool ranch was the best one. Wow. So did you do this as a family? It was like, hey guys, gather around the chip bowl, my friends. <laughs> we, so we tried to do that, and then when we told our kids that they were there were some hot ones, they uh, quickly shunned the bag, <laughs> and they stuck to just the originals. That's funny. I haven't tried the flaming hot ranch. Uh, surprisingly, it has a nice balance. If you like a little heat, it's it's in there. Yeah, okay, I do. So, so I'll it, try that. It, it's kind of fun. You know, you open up all the bags at once, and you just <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit there and like <laughs> like a wine control, kind of like a wine yet wine tasting. Yeah, <laughs> I did that one time with a group of friends. We did because uh, one of my friends was basically said, I think that the best root beer was some some snobbish brand or whatever and i can tell and i was just like no you can't and then we went to the grocery store <laughs> and it was funny because he was right his top choice was his snobbish brand but his second choice was like the president select and i'm like <laughs> so what you're telling me is your 4 dollar a glass bottle snobbish brand root beer is only second to the cheapest one possible. <laughs> it's quite a <laughs> up and down there. Yeah. And the correct answer is Henry Reinhardt root beer. I don't think it. Oh yeah. I've had that. Have I had that? It goes down smooth. Yeah. I don't know what my favorite is. I thought, uh, what was it? When we did it, my top one was the ICB or whatever, or I do like ICB. IBC is good. Yeah. And also is it Stewart's? That comes in a glass bottle. It's usually yeah, for some better than better. But like can wise, it's funny because as a kid I used to like mug a lot. That was my like top uh-huh. and mug. But now that I'm older, because I mean that was like very I feel like sugary. Yeah. And now I'm older. I like barks because it's more bitter. See, I always found that barks like stung all the way down. Yeah, like that <laughs> keeps you alive. It does. <laughs> That's why I like it. I love the burn. If it burns going in, yep, <laughs> burns it's a going out. It's a keeper. <laughs> All right, uh, Brett, what do you got for your merit badge? Today? So this merit badge actually is this jacket that I'm wearing, and it is called the, the merit badge is called. And I'm tr- gonna try to do this in like the the narrator's voice uh, from SpongeBob. Five years later. <laughs> <laughs> So shortly after the first Shazam movie came out, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm digging this character. I think this is like my favorite character of all. Maybe, you know, back and forth between the Flash or whatnot. But I just love the humanity, the, the care, the, the, also the, the, ki- the, the, the overjoyed kid enthusiasm that is Shazam. And so I went on Amazon and I found this Shazam jacket. And I'm like, ah. Oh, I don't really care for like, I like Shazam, but I'm like, I don't really like the color red and, uh, what could I do? What? And I'm, I'm like, Oh, this person that's, uh, had their shop on Amazon, you can like tailor, make it to however you want it. And so you have two different color choices. And I'm like, you know what? I went to uh, basically all the schools I went to, uh, growing up, our school colors were blue and gold or blue and yellow. And I'm like, I like the, that color scheme. Mm-hmm. 
currently the school I teach at, that is the color scheme too. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's just do a, a blue and gold or blue and yellow color scheme for a jacket that is in the Shazam logo. Because also, that is also the kind of the color scheme to uh, his friend Freddie's uh, costume. Okay. Yeah. So after I get it, I go to, like, I, I was wearing it for about a week or so. And I had, like, I've never been approached by so many, like, African-American people. Like, I love that jacket. That is an awesome jacket. And I'm like, like nobody else like, congratulated me on my jacket except for like these three guys just randomly, one at a gas station, one at a grocery store, <laughs> and uh, one at uh, that was dropping their, their kids off at our school. And I'm like, yeah, I, thank you. Like, I can't believe that you really like my jacket. So five years later, the other day, I'm like doom scrolling on Netflix because I'm done, done with Star Trek Picard. So I'm now trying to find something else to... Mm -hmm. fill my life with and i scr scroll through black lightning and this is the color scheme and this is the logo for black lightning and now five years later it all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> it's black lightning it's obviously a superhero right uh-huh okay that's not the one from like the 90s though right that's it's, it's no. a newer one uh-huh okay well, he, he's been around for a while, but he had a CW show that lasted like four or five seasons. Oh, okay. I think I remember vaguely. I, I remember him a little bit from the Arrow crossovers. Yeah. All right. Well, my merit badge, um, I'm trying to come up with a decent name for it, but uh, TikTok taught me is what it's called. <laughs> oh, I don't, don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so I... Um, I recently had to do, uh, my wife was going out of town in our car and, you know, the oil light had been on for a while and it was like at 5%. And I just, and she reminded me like the night before she was leaving, I was like, oh no, we, we, we were trying to take it in to get it done properly. Cause we get it for free at the car dealership where we bought it from. Mm -hmm. And we got sick the last time. And so we couldn't make that appointment. So yada, yada, yada. I got to change the oil. And I had oil on hand. So I was like, okay, I'll change it myself. And it's been a while since I changed the oil. And usually I borrow people's, for some reason, I just don't buy my own funnel. Uh huh. I was like, oh, shoot. I don't have a funnel to put this into. And so I was like, aha. But TikTok taught me this, that if you use the... um the the oil dipstick and you stick it in the like the uh where you pour the oil in and you pour the oil down, down the, the stick, stick it follows it all the way down oh wow i mean it was, a, it was a little messy just a little bit not anything crazy as you think it would be but i was i was i was very happy <laughs> with that in a pinch so yeah <laughs> It worked out real well, and so TikTok taught me that, but I still need to uh, probably take it to the dealership because I don't know. Like That was hard to get an exact amount of how much oil to put in, and then I couldn't change the oil filter because I couldn't find my oil filter. Like Yeah, the, the wrench or the whatever. The wrench piece, yes. Uh -huh. So I was like, all right, well, well, this will last for until we get around to it because the car dealership's all the way like in Salt Lake. So mm. about a 20, 30-minute drive. So yeah, thank you TikTok for saving my life. Just kidding. Spin the wheel. 
All right, we have spin the wheel where we have ten categories of questions where we're gonna spin the wheel and just in the wheel we'll decide which questions we ask one another. All right, and Crittle's up first, and you get how much? How much would it take to use only chopsticks as your utensils for the rest of your life? Oof, that'd take a lot. I feel like because I mean I'd get better at it. Uh, ten thousand dollars. I'd lose a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does um, I can use spoons though, right? Like, nope, I can't. No spoons, no forks, no knives. What about for soup? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I just had the you're, you're, drink, sl- drink you're it from slurping. The bowl. Yeah, drink slurping it from over the bowl. The bowl. <laughs> I'm trying to think about this because cereal would just completely drop from my menu. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat cereal like that. I don't want to eat it with. That chops. would be rough. You just, I just eat Cheerios and then just poke them through the hole. Yeah, but then it comes up with no milk. One at a time. You need a good ratio of milk. To you, anytime you go out to dinner, you just pull out from your jacket chopsticks. Obviously, I feel like I feel like this is a yes, but I got to check. Can I use knives to cut things up? You can have someone else cut your stuff. <laughs> I go to a steak restaurant. Excuse me. Can you cut up my steak? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you just get your wife to do it. That's true. You that's just, true. just like, she loves me. <laughs> feed me. Can I have other people feed me if it really gets desperate? If you get desperate, yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to be paying for the embarrassment more than anything that I'm going to be. There's your way around eating cereal. Yeah. Here comes the spoon. <laughs> hey, stop taking it away from me. <laughs> you get your daughter and your, one of your twins to start like just spoon feeding you cereal. This is like, like, don't you feel embarrassed by it? Yes, but at least I get to eat cereal. <laughs> and I guess I'm going to be a cone person with ice cream because I'm not putting it in a bowl. Unless you eat it really fast and it's really cold. You have to put it in the freezer every 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Pick it up with your hands. I don't know why. I hate ice cream cones. I, I do. I don't really enjoy them either. They're just meh. Yeah. So, like, I mean, as far as a, a platform of serving ice cream, it's fine. But once you get down to the cone level, it's like, oh, it's soggy. I, I like the, the, the only ones that are good are like the graham cracker ones. But I don't think I've ever had those. The, the best part about them is it, once you get like the, the ice cream just kind of like a tad bit soft or whatever, you bite the bot- bottom of the cone and you just slurp it through. Yeah, I think I've done that. The one, the one I do like, though, is the drumsticks. Yeah, th- that's basically kind of like a graham cracker-ish kind oh, of. Oh, that is? I, okay. I think. I'm not like a sure. waffle cone. Yeah, waffle. yeah, but the thing, the reason I like that one is because I think they coat the inside oh, of yeah. it with chocolate. And they that, do. That, that's awesome. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. Especially that end piece. That end piece the is chocolate. Is where's that right there? <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that end piece. Oh yeah. Um, back to the question at hand. <laughs> I will. I'm trying to logically think. What would I? I'm gonna say two hundred fifty thousand because I, <laughs> I am gonna be inconvenienced galore, and I need to be compensated for that inconvenience. See, and and here's my my rationale because like I'm already a fussy eater, and anything else, most of the things I don't like probably will be in the area of not being able for me to use it. 
And then I will just take one of the um, chopsticks and just like, you know, stab my chicken <laughs> breast with it and then just eat right <laughs> off of it. Like a Meat on a stick. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? If you, if you would have said like, and you can like, that's the only method you can eat for the rest of your life. Like not even using your hands for finger foods, like candy or something like that. Oh, that'd oh, be man. rough. That would be. The price just went up. Yeah. <laughs> like you just at the movie theater eating popcorn with chopsticks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be rough. That would be. All right, Brett, you're up and you got random question. All right. So random question. So you, what would you rather do? This is a, would you, would you rather? Would you rather play the role-playing game, The Oregon Trail, with the Donner Party days before their tragic incident, or play Risk with an evil dictator? Risk with an evil dictator. Yeah, that'd be fun. Because if I'm winning, he's going to frustrate him so bad. And then he'll throw the board. And then off with your head. And then off (laughs) with my head. (laughs) So the other option was is playing Oregon like the uh, the a card game version of the Oregon Trail with the Donner Party like days before <laughs> they start eating each other before the the trip just oh, knowing oh, before the trip just knowing you know <laughs> you pull the card over like you die of dysentery and you're just in the back of your mind going probably <laughs> actually yeah for my own for my own safety I'm playing with the Donner Party. <laughs> And then I'd throw in certain things like, I wonder what human flesh tastes like. <laughs> I'd probably be getting yelled at in some kind of foreign language. Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, hey, Ukraine is weak. <laughs> Ukraine is weak. It's feeble. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you love just to like, you know, as you're playing it, you're just like, uh, stub your toe on a rusty nail and <laughs> your leg is amputated. And they're like... That happened to my cousin. And you're just like, (laughs) well, nice seeing you guys at the end of the game. Good luck on your trip to California. (laughs) I think you should take the long way. Don't do this Hastings cutoff thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to leave a mark. (laughs) All right. I'm up and I got, what, what, what would you have done? All right. So what would you have done if you were in the Jeep in Jurassic Park? When they stopped in front of the T-Rex cage. Ooh. The first time or the second time? The first time. So the very, you know, when you know you're, what, there's two Jeeps. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, there's two Jeeps and you're, let's say you're just in place of the kids. I mean, the first time there's no danger. So I'm, I'm just like, like, lame. What do you mean first time there's no danger? Well, yeah. like the first time they drive by it, it's. There's oh, that's nothing. right. No, no. I'm saying it's when it stops. Yeah. Like okay. the electricity oh. goes out and all that stuff. So it's, okay. ra- it's so raining. So yeah. it's the second time. Yeah, I guess it's the second okay. time. Uh, let's see. The first time it stops and there's no electricity, I would exit immediately because there's just, I, I don't know. I would just be so unsettled because I know because the whole thing said, oh, that is an electrified fence. And then just knowing that that's no longer electrified fence. I'm not going to be like, you know what? It's raining. I, I, it'll come on any minute. But if it comes on any minute, you can pick me up as you're driving past me. <laughs> Knowing me, I'd probably have a drink with me. And so I'd see the bathroom and go, ooh, got to go. <laughs> got to go, got to go. <laughs> the gotta lawyer go. comes in here. Get out of here. Get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I had an understanding of the T-Rex, like if I knew stuff, then I probably would get out of the car just because, yeah. 
I don't want to be in a big thing. And then just, I'd be a small thing, like a small individual holding still somewhere. I would be very happy that I was also in the car with the kids because that means I'm not with Jeff Goldblum. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's so dumb. All right. And up next is Criddle. And you got what if? What if you could bring back one obsolete software, app, device, or game console? What would it be? Hmm. Um... I would have to say the Atari that we, the second Atari that we had growing up. Cause, like, what is it? When we played Joust at the Nickelcade that one time, yeah. it was Joust, but it was also slightly different to the point where I'm like, I like our version better. <laughs> There's some games that I like a lot. And. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of games I wish I would get on my phone. Uh, so I'm going to just shout them all out. <laughs> I mean, if you want Oregon Trail on your phone. No, I think they have it on your phone. Um, I want, I want, uh, the multiplayer of Halo on my phone. That would be awesome. And Worms Armageddon. Oh, Worms Armageddon. And I would like Dune 2 on my phone. Ooh, Dune 2, yes. I think you've sold me on Worms Armageddon. That's it. I think they have a a Worms, not Worms Armageddon. It's like Worms Party on the iPad. It's not the same. It's not the same. That that was like, Worms Armageddon to me was way better than like Angry Birds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Far and away. Yep. By far. So, yeah. Those are the games I think about occasionally playing. And those took up big chunks of my life. There's also a game called Joint Operations that I'll give a shout out to that I really got sucked into for a long time. So those uh-huh. are the ones that were like, I think sucked so much time in my life combined. It was like, I don't know, almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Criddle just went. So it's Brett's turn with Kiss, Mary Kill. All right. So I have a different version of this Kiss, Mary Kill. It's basically so... This is a movie version of Kiss, Mary Kill. And the movie version goes, if you marry it, you know, you have to like watch this movie more periodically than probably you'd like to kiss it. You know, you watch it from time to time, maybe secretly, you know, alone in the basement (laughs) and kill. You basically wipe it off the face of the earth. Okay. So Kiss, Mary Kill, Thor 2. (laughs) Oh, I see where this is going. Captain Marvel. Black Panther 2. I haven't seen Black Panther 2. <laughs> I, I liked him just like closing his mind and like, you know, going through. A, I, I can I can see him just kind of like, you know, moving things around. I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew Black Panther 2. But from what I heard, it's is it better or worse than number one? I think I think that my hardest problem with Black Panther, the first one is I it was fine, but it was I feel as though it was massively overrated. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, yeah. OK, I'm I'm going. Uh, this is so bitter. <laughs> uh, I'm going. <laughs> Thor, Mary Thor, too. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, kiss the Marvel movie and. uh Axe Black Panther 2. You know what? Maybe 
maybe um thor 2 you know spending all that time with it it'll become like this deep symbolic movie and like you'll see this different like between the lines and said the person hasn't seen it <laughs> no i said thor did thor, i say thor, thor 2 yeah, no oh, he said you said okay. thor 2 yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry i was thinking black panther no no Ugh. i think i will i'm going to marry marvel and kiss thor 2 and kill um Black Panther too. Yeah, I don't I, think there's a right answer. <laughs> it's it's one of those aliens versus predators. Whichever whoever wins, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now I agree with you. I would because at least for me, I I I was annoyed that Captain Marvel was marketed as must see, and then when you watch it, you're just like, oh, that's just like the FYI of who Captain Marvel is. Uh, that, that, but I. Maybe it's because it took place in the 90s and everything else for a long time was taking place in the 80s. And so it's just like, oh, look, it's a blockbuster. Yep. Oh, look. So I, I don't have like that much, that bad. And the of cat's dis- kind of funny. Yeah. I don't have that bad of disdain for Captain Marvel. So I would marry Captain Marvel. I would, you know, I guess secretly have an affair with Thor too. No. <laughs> We're just friends. No, we're just friends. <laughs> And wipe uh, Black Panther 2 from existence. <laughs> we all killed Black Panther 2. <laughs> I mean, and, and it, at least in my defense, I feel as though Black Panther 2 had, was the slowest boring movie ever. And even the action scenes were boring. If it had been a total flip and it was more go, go action... And, you know, if they had recast T'Challa, it would have been so much better. Yeah. But the the death loomed over the whole movie the whole time. Well, not only it was hit, T'Challa's death, but it was Chadwick Boseman's death, too, that just loomed over the yeah. whole movie, too. They just so, they couldn't move on. Like, you could have honored him and still made a great movie. Well, and then, you know, spoilers, then, you know, T'Challa's mom dies and they, they, they move on real fast. <laughs> I, like, oh, I know. <laughs> Both the mom and dad die and they're like, eh, let's move on. <laughs> okay. But don't forget about T'Challa. <laughs> All right. Now it's my turn. The last one with Would You Rather. I like this one. When you get hurt, whenever you get hurt, would you rather feel the pain twice as long or feel it a random time a week later? I think random time a week later, <laughs> I, because, you know, I'm going to do like Russian roulette that, you know, I could be asleep and just kind of like, you know, I, however, now as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I could be driving and just kind of like, duh. <laughs> yep. You could be doing anything. Could be kissing, could be anything. And I was like, ah. <laughs> no, I'm still going to go with a week later. <laughs> Here in the grocery store. <laughs> 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 Watching Black Panther too. <laughs> the worst thing would be like if you, you know, gotten a, you know, decently big accident, like either a car accident or you fell off your bike or whatever it was, and you get it, be like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Or somebody kicks you where the jewels are, Ooh. and then like a week later, oh, <laughs> it'd be comical. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so weird. Uh, I'm going to do the twice as long. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather just get it over with. (laughs) I don't want to be just someplace like at work or be like, 
just sitting at my desk and just doing paperwork and all of a sudden, you know, oh gosh. I could just imagine like the best timing ever. Like you're giving a speech or a talk or whatever. And I was like, oh my. Oh. Or, or if you're on the toilet <laughs> in a public restroom. <laughs> Yeah, you grit your teeth and you tell that turd who's boss. <laughs> what about the pain of going to the bathroom sometimes? Because there's a little pain sometimes. So that that's some random time later, like oh, bathroom pain outside the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting there, like I don't know if you're a kid at school taking a test. <laughs> <laughs> Like little, you're you're actually like constipated for a while, and then sub, but you have no idea. You're just like, hmm, just not going. Then a week later, you're just like, this explains a lot. <laughs> Ow! Oh, doing a Marshall's slap thing would be fun. Just you know, slap bets, mm-hmm. slap you. Like, it's not gonna hurt now. Exactly. <laughs> Sometime later, it will hurt. <laughs> That would be great. And then also with like the slap bet, like a, a, a red hand print starts forming on your face. Uh-huh. Like just out of, you're like, ow. And you're like, and the nicest thing about it was just like, I was attacked by the invisible man. <laughs> you text the person that slapped you, good one. <laughs> so, so if you're slapped like on the face, it's going to be a gradual pain that comes on because you're like, oh, it's begun. <laughs> oh, it's getting worse. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, this is our channel surfing segment where we're going to be surfing channels to find out what's on TV and what we should watch. So back in the 90s, 80s, anytime prior, you had to flip through the channels, didn't have really much to go by. I mean, sure, there was a paper TV guide, but who really used that as a kid? And you would flip through the channels to decide what to watch, and sometimes you land on something, go, ooh, do I change the channel and watch, try, chant something else, or do I stay here and stick with it? So we are going to reincarnate that game right now. So I'm going to roll a D12 dice that uh, is going to help us determine how many channels are on this magical TV. And then you get to choose if you're going to stay on the show or you're going to change the channel next one. The last channel is the weather channel always. The worst channel to watch back in the 90s, if you ask me. All right, here we go. So I am rolling my dice. All right. First movie on is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, 2019. Oh. Oh, wait one second. 2019. Um, yes, I will watch that one. I actually enjoyed that one. I was very impressed by the special effects basically taking the art from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark book and turning it into a live action recreation. My only complaint is I feel as though they could have done set that whole thing up for a part two. So, yep, I'm watching that one. It's still possible, right? But, um, mm-hmm. yep. I'm going to tempt fate next. All right. For Timmy here, we got the next channel is American Pastoral 2016. Uh, next. Next channel is Avengement 2019. A synopsis? Synopsis is... While on a prison furlough, a lowly criminal invades his guards and returns to his old stomping ground to 
take revenge on the people who turned him into a cold-blooded killer. Next. Next one is The Woman in the Window, 2021. Oh, man, this is getting worse. Next. The next one, Hard Candy, 2005. <laughs> that one's familiar. Is that a horror? That's a horror one, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, I think we rented that. <laughs> it doesn't ring any bells for me. Next. Next one, Friday the 13th, Part Six. Yeah, let's go. Jason lives. Let's go. All right. You had one more show. Just so you know, it was Marry Me 2022. Oh, thank goodness. I actually liked Marry Me. Is that the Ashton Kutcher? No, it's the um, J-Lo and um, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Oh, okay. So as far as rating goes, clearly got a 6.2. I just don't want to watch Chick Flick on my own. (laughs) And Brett got a 6.5. Oh. All right, let's get our next round going. All righty. And we are just about ready to rock and roll. Rock and or roll. Okay. Turn on the TV. The first show is called, or the first movie is called Stargirl 2020. Skip. Stargirl? I remember seeing a preview for that. Skip. Uh, next. The next movie is Black Hawk Down. Hmm, that's a good one, but I'm gonna tempt fate and skip it. I'm not in the mood for a military movie. Next, all right. Next one is a movie called Along with the Gods: The Last Forty Nine Days. Skip. Next, all right. You both have the Weather Channel. All right, and we, uh, you know what, we won. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. It's a good Sunday afternoon watch. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey. hey you Looks see? like the, uh, George is getting some humidity. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> All right. Turn on the TV for the last round. All right. And it's called Short Term 12. Mm. Next. See, my short term attention span just changed the channel. <laughs> Interesting. I've never heard of this movie, but it stars Brie Larson and John Gallagher Jr. I don't know why that name sounds familiar to me. All right, next movie is Meet the Robinsons. Oh, that's an okay movie. But I'm going to, again, tempt fate and go next. Uh, Oh, I stick with this one. Next. Next movie, Interstellar. I'll watch. You know what? I've never seen Interstellar before, ever. You gave me the, the complete synopsis, and I'm like, Okay, I think I've just saved two hours of my life. However, because this is now a thing, I'm going to sit down and watch this one. There you go. I like Interstellar, so I'll watch. All right, that's an 8.4 that you both got. Ooh. So through ratings, Brett technically won. Yay. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer is blasting on the organ in that. You know, uh, there was a podcast I listened to recently, and um, they were talking about like the best space movies, and they've had that on the list. And I was like... No. <laughs> and the guy's like, I could just watch this over and over again. I'm like, no, no, you could not. Oh, no, but over and over again. Yeah. Like that movie is a, is like almost memento ish. It's a one and done kind of thing. I feel like. I like, uh, I was listening to uh, a YouTube channel and they were arguing and discussing which movie is better, Close Encounter of the Third Kind or, oh, what is that Harrison Ford movie that takes place in the future? Um, Blade Runner? Blade Runner. 
and I don't like either one of them. <laughs> and yeah, I'd go with Blade Runner not having seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with Blade Runner. But yeah, Interstellar is just too deep that it sh- and it's slow. It's time travel. Yeah. And it's like science. Yep, lots of science. I think you told me the whole synopsis of that when we I think you and me were getting ready to watch the astronaut and you're like, "Oh, look, it's uh What's his face as an astronaut again? I, I wonder if uh, the inner you you and you made a crack. Are you talking or, about the Martian? Yeah, the Martian. Yeah. And you made a crack, and I'm like, ah. and you're just like, oh, you haven't seen. And so then Jeremy told me the entire plot. I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of interesting if what's his face kind of like rolled up uh, on the Martian. Yeah, the Martian is a, probably one of the greatest. Oh, that's a good space movie. Yes. Yeah. Draft, draft, boom. All right, for draft, draft, boom. Today, we are going to be drafting, or more or less, this is a recast, actually. So, check that. Recast. Boom. (laughs) Yeah, recast. Boom. (laughs) Drop that mic. Uh, We're going to recast since um, they announced that they're going to do a Harry Potter TV show. We're going to be recasting uh, Dumbledore, Snape, Hagrid, and McGonagall. And for the reason we didn't want to cast the kids, because who knows the names of kids? And if we did, that might be a little creepy. I don't know. <laughs> and we didn't want to do a Google search. Exactly. No. And then if we said names and we'd have to explain what they're who they are, what they're on, and all that yada yada yada. Yes. Too much. Too much. Effort. What's that? All right, Criddle. So you're up first. Who are you gonna draft first? Okay. Um, I'm going to draft McGonagall first. Ooh, ooh, good. McGonagall. <laughs> I mean I'm glad I got I the mean, wheel on this. Ooh. I mean, no. No, you're I'm probably going to steal mine. You guys have with McGonagall because this one. I I'm honestly not worried about the others. McGonagall was the one I was most worried about, and this one seemed close, a close niche to the the role. So I'm going with Helen Mirren. Ooh, that I, is a I, good one. I looked at Helen Mirren. I considered her. That is a good but one. My casting director experiences told me I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But it, it's completely on you. I'll nope. watch your version. <laughs> I, I, I salute that casting of McGonagall. I mean, if you think about where the movies that she's been in, I mean, I'm kind of gearing it more towards her role, maybe in Red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of kind of snarky, but that's true. Helen Mirren in Red was, yeah, that's a good portrayal to be in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I buy into it more. All right, Brett, who are you going to draft first? All right. So my first draft, this was like my number one draft pick. When you sent this to me, I don't know how my brain just was just like this person, this role. It has to be this. So I'm going to draft Snape. Okay. okay. Please don't. Please don't. Uh-oh. Adam Driver. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. <laughs> that is a good one. I know people have, there. there's been like some fans um, out there that wanted to do like a prequel with Adam Driver for just like a Snape spinoff. That's a good one. I I don't know now if I like mine or yours now more. Um, I'm going to draft. Okay. Good. I want to think about my, yeah, I'm, I might lean towards yours might be better than mine, but you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to draft two, the two that you guys haven't drafted so that I can secure them. Oh boy. So does Dumbledore. Uh-oh. This is, uh, you may not like it, but it was literally like the first name that came to my mind. I was like, yeah. <coughs> Stephen Fry. I like that. Okay. Yeah. 
I just think like I remember his um when he was on Sherlock Holmes <laughs> two, and I just was like, yeah, he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. No, nope, I agree. All right, and then Hagrid. This is the character that I feel like always should have been casted instead of who was. Uh, I'll say his name. I did not know his name, his real name. Uh oh. John Rice Davies. No! Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For all those who don't know, that's Gimli. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. All right. Now I have to find <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to secure these down because it was like that one. That one I should have actually drafted first, but I was going down the list on mine. So technically, he's. You gave him hope. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's all that was for. It's just to, like, oh, well, okay. He didn't just to my... smash it. <laughs> He's like, it's almost my turn. It's one away, and then I can go again. <laughs> oh, but yes, I think Gimli would have been a great uh, Hagrid. All right. I, I, I got my Hagrid. Okay. However, I'm going to go Dumbledore just because I'm, I only have one person to fear. And my Dumbledore is going to be Sir Ian McKellen. I thought about that. I thought about that too. Yeah, that's a good one. Sir Ian, have you seen the the video about Sir Ian Ian McKellen like teaching how to act? I think so. Where he's like, he's like, so before I before I act, I am Sir Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, and they say, they say action. And then I am, you shall not pass. And they say, cut. And then go, Sir Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> and he's just like, and that's my process. And, and there's like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Um, all right. So, uh, Criddle, how about you pick uh, Brett Taggart? Good luck with that. <laughs> However, if you do that, uh, <laughs> high five, man. <laughs> oh, we're doing booms? No. no, 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 oh. no. I'm just saying steal it from him. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Um, okay, uh, let's see. So you, I've got McGonagall down. I, I still have the other three. Let's see. We're going to go with, I'm going to go with my Snape. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that. I'm just looking at it a little differently. But can he play the jerk that Snape is? That's my question about the Snape is, you know, he's got that looming. I mean, you could cast Sean Bean and, you know, it it checks because he'll die. So (laughs) (laughs) Sean Bean could play it like as far as his character. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Way to telegraph the ending there. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny oh poor sean bean (laughs) okay Uh, i have two for hagrid trying to figure out which one i want two for hagrid i'm gonna go with a little bit of a different approach for hagrid so we're gonna go with reginald bell johnson who's that carl winslow oh Oh. wow i'm just gonna put carl winslow down You know, I would need his wife, though, to be in the, you know, his wife from uh, Family <laughs> Matters. It, it, just, it, just have him, her just go, uh, uh, hey, Kate, hey, hey, hey. You might like my other, other choice, too, okay. but I'll reveal that at the end. All right. Uh, but with Carl Winslow being there, I feel like at one point during the movie, 
a body needs to land right in yeah. front of him, and he looks up. <laughs> I mean, that's what you should have done. You should have cast McGonagall as Carl Winslow's wife from Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett. All right. So I'm going to go with my Hagrid because I'm I'm 100% certain Jeremy will not steal my McGonagall. Well, I can't steal your Hagrid either now. I know, but still. If you do steal my McGonagall, I will like just stand up and just silently walk out because like, <laughs> I, I will be that impressed. It's over. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with John Favreau. Ooh. Especially because I was thinking about uh, him as somebody, especially from, uh, what is that? The Replacements. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I can get behind that. All right. Uh, so let's see. I have Dumbledore, Hagrid, so I have McGonagall, and Snape left. So I'm going to go in the order of who I am proud of, <laughs> leaving McGonagall last, in other words. Snape is going to be none other than Mark Strong. Okay. I, I like that one because he, once again, as you can see with Stephen Fry and Mark Strong, this is very Sherlock-esque. Well, <laughs> the neat thing about him is he can play a good guy like he does in uh what is it the the Kingsman uh-huh. and then he can just play an evil like because you know he's the villain in the first Shazam movie too so. oh yeah that's true yeah Shazam and then isn't he let's see is it the first Sherlock Holmes yeah yeah mm-hmm. so yeah <clears throat> and then I tried to stay with British folk but Sigourney Le- Weaver is where is what I'm picking for McGonagall, and this is where I get off. Okay. Yeah. I didn't bother. Yeah. I tried. I thought it would just do an ode to it. And I could not come up with anybody for the life of me that I wanted on there. And Sigourney Weaver is the first one that I was like, okay, you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> for McGonagall. All, All right. right, Brett. So for my McGonagall, so it goes to this uh, British series that I saw, at, uh, which I really was impressed with. The series was called, um, what is it? Magpie Murders. It's a really fun, like, murder mystery type of a situ- uh, thing. And then she, this lady was on this movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It, her name is Leslie Manville, and she can go from looking so young too so fragile and old and it's just amazing like her range also as you know you know physically with you know makeup and just the the dress but also her acting as well too so that's who i'm gonna give my mcgonagall to okay i can see it i have her picture popped up here yeah First, I was typing in Leslie and then put man. I was like, yeah, Leslie man would be a horrible choice. Yes. <laughs> but, yep, I can see it. Um, that will probably beat my Sigourney Weaver. Okay. So, I'm left with Dumbledore. Um, hmm. I'm just going to go with my first choice. It might not make sense. Maybe. I don't know. And he will need to be aged up a little bit. I'm going with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he can do it. I could see that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him do like an older character, but I think he could pull it off. I mean, if he can play a black guy, <laughs> white guy, guy playing a black guy, guy playing Australian. <laughs> yep. That's true. All right. So, Krill, you have Helen Mirren for um, McGonagall, 
Sirius Snape is that's not his name, right? Is it Sirius Snape? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Severus. Severus Snape. I was like, Sirius is Severus, uh, the Black. other dude. Yeah. Black. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Hagrid is Carl Winslow, because I <laughs> wanted to remember who he was. And Dumbledore is Robert Downey Jr. I'm just thinking about and digesting that that cast there together in a cohesion. Yeah, I can see that. And I can cast Carl Winslow's wife as the lady from the uh, other school with the girls. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. There you go. There you yeah, go. there we go. All right, we got a crossover for the uh, <laughs> Goblet of Fire. Yes. All right, Brett, you have Adam Driver with Snape, which I think might be my favorite pick on this. Yeah, so far. Um, then Dumbledore is Serene McKellen. Hagrid is John Favreau. And Leslie Manville as McGonagall. And I have Dumbledore as Stephen Fry. Hagrid is uh, Gimli, I'll just say. Mm. <laughs> Snape is Mark Strong. And McGonagall is Sigourney Weaver. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with mine. Yeah. Okay. I have honorable mentions. Okay. So for Dumbledore. Just one second. Who do you have Nick Cage playing? (laughs) (laughs) McGonagall. (laughs) You know what? Maybe that's what we should do. We should set actors in a set actors and then we have to cast them into a movie. We have to force it. (laughs) You force. (laughs) Okay. So I had um, Danny Glover and Morgan Freeman as backups for Dumbledore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I had Colin Firth. <laughs> Could as- you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny Glover. I'm getting too old for this, to Harry. <laughs> exactly. But also Morgan Freeman. I'm oh. thinking of like his uh, his narration <laughs> and like over on the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. But oh man, I I want this now. I want this movie to happen because I want you know it's like oh like Harry Potter's. It's like we need to find another Holcrux. Uh, you know Dumbledore. He's like I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> he pulls out his wand. He does something. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work anymore. And there's another breakout in the school again. Oh, I'm getting too old. For this. <laughs> I'm having performance issues. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Uh, now I remember the time that Harry Potter was. <laughs> um. I had Colin Firth as a backup for Snape. That's a good one. Yeah, I could see that. I thought you were going to say Colin Farrell, and I yeah. was like, that was not a bad one either. No, because I, I was I watched the uh, Penguin trailer. I'm not sure. Oh, that's that already. Yeah, Just it's a it's a rough trailer. It's no, a teaser because you can it, you can definitely see that it, there's like camera work going on in the background, and so I'm like, oh. eh, whatever. Yeah, and then for Hagrid, I had uh, Carl Weathers as a backup. <laughs> That's I like that one. And Rick Moranis as as a as Hagrid. As Hagrid? Yeah. Wow. A different take. Yeah, a different take. That would be a very different take. <laughs> yes. He's little instead of big. Hagrid. Yeah. Hagrid, you shrunk shrunk the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> and then I had Lily Tolman or Tomlin, Tomlin. as uh McGonagall. That's a yeah, good one. That's a good one. The the only other one I was thinking about for McGonagall was what's her face? She was the daughter in uh National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. She but she always has that sour uh-huh. look. Oh, to I know her who face. you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, can't I think of her name? She's in that movie Fear. Well. It'll be interesting. This is uh something I wanted to bring up here. So I've had this on my phone forever and uh, what it is, is 
I guess the people have spoken about how they would like the Harry Potter uh, movies recast if they were all to be Americans. Ooh, okay. So the first one is Ginny Weasley would be played by Sadie Sink, a.k.a. the redhead off of Stranger Things. Okay. Okay. Uh, Molly Weasley, the mom, played by Melissa McCarthy, which is like, yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay. Neville Longbottom is played by, they don't have a picture, so I don't really know who this guy is, Gaten Matarazzo. He's on Stranger Things. Oh, is he? Okay. He's the... um. Dustin. Oh, he's Dustin. Okay. Yep. Good on you for knowing his name. Uh, Bellatrix. Is it Bellatrix or Beatrix? <clears throat> Whatever. Bellatrix. Last Strange is Last played Strange. by Mila Kunis. Okay. That's a good casting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mad-Eye Moody, played by Jack Nicholson. I was going to say Jack Black. <laughs> that's a whole different take on it jack nicholson's getting up there though i yeah, don't know that one's questionable <clears throat> yeah i would agree that one's questionable uh mcgonagall meryl streep okay i don't know i looked at meryl streep for even my recasting i don't know if we need her ink dipped in this yeah i would say what's her face the lady that was morticia in the uh original yes. adam's family movie yes I okay would agree with that. yeah uh, Severus Snape, Adam Driver. Yeah. Uh, Hagrid would be by Jorge Garcia, which is, if you ever watch Lost, he was like the bigger guy. If you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, he's the guy that always misses out. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I think that dude. <laughs> uh, Lord Voldemort would be played by John Malkovich. Okay. We, okay. Uh, and then Hermione Granger would be played by... I'd have to look. Let's Would see. John Malkovich be the one holding the pig? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need to watch Red again. That was a great movie. I haven't seen it forever. Yeah. Is a girl from, uh, so Hermione Granger is a girl from a show called Blackish. I don't know anything else that she's on, but her name is Marseille Martian or hmm. something like that. Or Martin, not Martian, Martin. Okay. Um. And on that show, I mean, I did watch it for a couple seasons. She is kind of like a know-it-all. So if it, Ron Weasley would be played by Benjamin Hay. Let's see, he's from The Conjuring Two. Sure. Uh, role, yeah, I don't know what he's in. They don't have a picture of him either. <clears throat> Harry Potter would be played by Owen Vaccaro, which is I think he's from the. The clock in, in its walls okay. or whatever. The house with the clock in its walls. Daddy's home. And I think it's... is No, he's not the same kid from the Sheldon series, I don't think. No, that's in Armitage. Uh, okay. But yeah. Interesting. Uh, yep. There's some there that I'm just like, yeah, you're kind of... It's, it, you're making do. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I would. I was thinking last night. I'm like, oh man, that'd be hard to cast kids because I don't know any kid actors other than Stranger Things. But well, and now they're like 20 years old. And now they're yeah, they're getting up there. Yeah, like you, you got to cast them when they're 11. Yeah, and and honestly, if we were looking in the later years, um, Elle's not a bad choice for Hermione. No, she's actually not. But she's not. Uh, she's not uh, American. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> Good point. I always forget sometimes because obviously 
British people can sound American, but American people do a horrible job sounding British. I have no idea why, but like I can, maybe it's because I teach like reading and stuff like that. I can pick it up like instantly. Like I'll be listening to something and I'm like, oh, you said that weird. You're not from America. Like, <laughs> like sometimes I'll be like watching a movie in a movie theater and I'm like, okay, it's not appropriate to take out your cell phone right now. There are people around you. <laughs> But I need to find this. I need to remember this. I need to check because you are not an American. Not American. Well, um, let's see. We have our recommendations now. So my recommendation, um, I'll start off with feeling it from Criddle. Sorry. Go ahead. It's just an app. It's it's nothing big. It's not a big recommendation, but it's something I spend my time doing these days. It's it's a game called Marvel Snap. It's a, it's an app on your phone that you can download and play. It games are less than like probably less than five minutes, maybe even less than three minutes. Hmm. Um, but if you like Marvel Legendary or Brett's game, what do you have? It's a DC card game. Yeah, it's just a, a deck card a deck. deck game. Yeah, it's just a quick card deck game. That's all it is. And um, yeah, I gotten really into it. And it's fun because each card has its own power, and then you play against another human out there in the world. <laughs> and yeah, the game is a very fast-paced game. Like it's not fast, and like you have to think fast, but it's like fat. The game's over real quick. Hmm. So, if you ever need five minutes to entertain yourself, download the app, play the game. Good times, good time. Okay, um, my recommendation. Um, I recommend fountain, like genuine fountain drinks, over freestyle drinks. What do you mean by freestyle? So you know the freestyle machines? No. Um. So the ones with the screens? Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah. So th- those are funky. Yeah, yeah. So they taste totally different, uh-huh. and I'm I'm starting to learn a little bit more about them because we're going to be getting some at work, and we also we're also going to be having the regular soda fountains, and so like I've started to notice a difference in their tastes, and I'm leaning more towards regular fountain drinks over the freestyle. So I recommend those. Yeah. Because I, I just learned that. I don't know if you guys know how they work, the freestyles. Uh-uh. So they're like cartridges. I know that. Yeah. So my understanding is they're cartridges that are small boxes that go into the machine. And then the sweetener, there's two tanks. One is an artificial sweetener. That's for the zeros and diets. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is sugar for regular. Hmm. But the sweet, the artificial sweetener is different than like one that you'd find in like a diet drink. Okay. For, oh, for a fountain. That makes sense. Why like you know the Coke Zeros always like taste funky. Yeah, and there's a weird aftertaste for them. But interesting. When you got when you got what you got, you know, you go for it. Yep. Now, when I a long time ago, I heard, and I don't know since you guys have them, I don't know if you know they're true. Can you hook? You can hook those up to the internet, right? The uh, fountain freestyles, yeah. From my understanding, yes. And then you you will scan like a QR code, and then you can um, activate it with your phone without mm-hmm. touching the screen. Yeah, because I remember Coke was boasting that they could in real time see what um, you know what are the most popular mixes because you can do almost like infinite mixes uh-huh. there. But they said they said literally every almost every day. Every combination of mix is picked somewhere in the world. Yes. And I was like, that's crazy. Yep. It's all, it's all digital, and they, they, tr- they are the ones that control the panel from their headquarters. That's crazy. Interesting. 
All right, so my recommendation is I have just really gotten into Superman comics. So I just recommend reading Superman comics because they are super fun. Uh, did, that was not intended right there. <laughs> but uh, it, it they're fun. The character of Superman is... I went from thinking that he was probably like one of the worst characters or whatever just because, you know, super powered or whatever. But when you get into the actual character that, you know, he could like basically snap your neck just by like a flick. Mm -hmm. but he chooses not to and because that's who he is and uh, and i heard something i don't know if i said it on a podcast but somebody said on a youtube channel and i'm like this is maybe why i'm like more dc than uh, marvel uh, comic uh heroes like you know i will give you marvel movies better dc characters are far superior and somebody said dc characters are gods trying to be people and Marvel characters are people trying to be gods. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. That's, that's yeah. My question about Superman is because I'm just immediately, as soon as you started saying that, I started to imagine like reading a comic book about Superman and what that'd be like. Superman has, I think, one of the worst personalities portrayed. Hmm. Like, I just, he seems very bland. Does he get better in a comic book? I think he's like far superior in a comic book compared to what you see him on as you know, as portrayed by Lois and Clark or on the old Superman movies, or I've never seen any, the only portrayal of Superman that I've seen Henry Cavill do is the Justice League because I just, for some reason, I can't get myself to watch uh, Man of Steel. And I fast forwarded completely through uh, Batman versus Superman because I thought it was just a stupid idea to begin with. <laughs> So you have never seen Batman versus Superman? No, neither I own, have I. I, I. I own actually. What was it? I downloaded. I I got a free code for. I I bought a Batman versus Superman on like a Black Friday sale for like five bucks. Got a free code and I got two versions of it: the director's cut and the standard version. Hmm. I mean, so the director's cut is not doesn't add a whole ton to it. It's okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's it was a completely unnecessary movie. Yes. But yeah, I just find him, you know, when, I mean, like you said, he's a God trying to become a person, but you know, those movies where gods are like, it doesn't matter if it's a superhero movie or not, but they're always immersing themselves in the human world and they just act so snobbish. Like they're a superior mm -hmm. uh, Superman kind of carries that on him a little bit. Hmm. Like, I've never read that. Like he's always, no, I'm not like reading, but oh. like movie wise. Okay. Cause yeah, I, I've always read him as like. I, I want to be accepted. And in do, in being accepted, I have to be an inept oaf. Uh, you know, the Clark Kent as portrayed probably best as the original. By Christopher Reeves. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like He's the only one that I actually enjoy because I definitely don't really enjoy um, Henry Cavill's Superman. I mean, he plays a Superman. I've never seen him really play Clark Kent. Has he played Clark Kent before? I mean... I don't think so. I mean, really. maybe has Henry Cavill ever been Clark Kent? Like you know, in the get up, in the the well, glasses. They and... they tease it at the end of Man of Steel, but and then there's a little bit of it in Batman v Superman, but not enough to like warrant some kind of character. Yeah, because he has like a superior superiority kind of thing that exudes from him, and if you ask me, and so. But I like the oaf of of Reeves, mm -hmm. like that is like yeah. 
you know, like him falling into the fire and him like bumbling and babbling around with uh, Lois Lane because mm-hmm. he is, you know, he's attracted to her. Like you don't see that. You don't see the human, like him trying to be human. I feel like as much these days as they, um, and and I think his portrayal is the more classic Superman, yeah. Clark Kent character. So than, that's what you'd say that the comic books more like. Uh-huh. Okay, I can get behind that. I think modernized. I don't like Superman. I'm well, finding and, out now. And what happened was like during the Man of Steel or whatever, the DC Comics was doing this New Fifty Two, and one. I don't know if it's a thing. But during their at least five years, like I, th- I heard a rumor that the 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 artists were not allowed to uh, have the characters smile. Like yeah. it, we were serious. That makes you know. a lot of sense. And I think because that's when Man of Steel came out, I think that was like the whole like DC Comics is, is like, okay, so this is you know what we're moving for. And because the New Fifty Two was kind of a failure. When they relaunched it in 2016, they're like, no, superheroes smile. They're humanity. They're kind. They're comparing. They're compassionate. That's why they do what they do. And so, and a, a lot of people don't like the new 52. And yeah. And so that, that, that explains a lot. The lack of smile mm. because yes, that's, it's, that, that's taking away his humanity. If you ask me, that's why I am totally okay with them rebooting the whole DC. Oh, right yes. now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like it's just, it needs it's a garbage work. fire. There was, I mean, they they tried to launch it with Man of Steel, and I thought they, you know the the beginning of Man of Steel on Krypton was really cool, and yeah, they were in a. I thought they were heading in a good direction, but then Superman was so moody, and just uninteresting. Did and, I ever tell you my thing about Man of Steel? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Brad knows it because I. So Man of Steel, the cut this, Krypton was being destroyed because they were making babies using the planet. If if they would have just had sex in in the movie, or I mean, in, in Krypton, the planet would have been saved. If they would have had sex, continue after Krypton would have been destroyed, Earth would have been you know not even bugged. But because they want, they don't want to have sex the old fashioned way, the way Superman was born. Because my understanding is he was born different than the rest of them. Hmm. They never really went into explaining why they were producing babies like that. Yeah, but they also alluded to the 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 original way was illegal in Man of Steel. Is my perception of the huh. movie? Maybe they were trying to gear more of a perfect or more more of a perfect society. But yeah, I don't know. But but essentially, it comes down to that they're destroying their planets and going from planet to planet now because they want babies to be made by the planet, like the energy of the planet. Yeah, it's lame. Yeah, it's a really lame story when, it, when you break it down like that. But I mean, I do, I absolutely, one of the things I love about Man of Steel is the soundtrack. Love mm-hmm. the soundtrack. That and... I don't remember it. I never saw it, but Kevin Costner as, uh, you know, John Kent. I think that's good casting. That yeah. is good casting. I think so too. I mean, I think the best casting though is uh, Smallville. I, oh, yes. I Smallville. love John Schreider, whatever his name is, as... John Kent. And as somebody who watched a lot of Smallville, I liked Smallville, but not for not for Clark so much. I, I thought the first five seasons were kind of repetitive a little bit. The first season is super repetitive. It's the same story. Bad guy lacking something kills people to get it. Like the uh-huh. guy who's lacking, yeah. he's cold. He's lacking heat. So he kills people to take their heat. And there's so many of those throughout the first season. Or, uh, oh, I lost my powers. What do I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think they could have saved it. And, you know, not not talking about the actress, but the the character, Chloe, it should have been Clark and Chloe. Yes, it should have. Th- they should have been the couple. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, the only what were you just saying about um yeah uh the smallville is not a binge worthy show it was a show no. that was released in a time where you waited week after week to watch an episode not that, one after <laughs> another because if you did it ruins it, it yeah you gotta i think that's what ruined it for me is when i got the dvds and i was like oh i'm I am seeing so many patterns here. And that's why seasons like one through five are just so repetitive. Mm -hmm. But then like six through <laughs> 12 or something. Uh -huh. I don't know. They it, it starts to change the formula a little bit. See, and that's when I got off is around five. I was like, eh, <laughs> this is where I get off, dude. Also, like, that's where they started expanding the universe. You should. I, I think you'd really like it, especially you, Jeremy. But uh, the it's not uh, kid friendly, but it is. The Michael Rosenbaum, the guy who's Lex Luthor, he has a podcast called Inside of You. I, I listen to it. And he interviews lots of celebrities and they, they basically just like bleed out and share like all of their insecurities, all their worries, all their stuff. And he did one really good one with Will Wheaton. Man. Oh, yeah. That one is so good because like that kid is so messed. He was messed up growing up. Huh. And it's just, it's so amazing, you know. You, you know, you see these actors, at least I do, when I used to be on Twitter about four years ago, just going crazy about this and this and this. And it's just like, oh, man, like, why can't you be like you are in the movies? And it's just like, and then when you listen to like some of these actors like talking about themselves and growing up and this and this, it's like, oh, no, they're as just insecure as we are. They just have a larger platform. Yeah. Oh, yes. This so this is the inside of you. Uh huh. Yep. Oh, that's uh, Lex Luthor. Uh huh. That's good. It's it, a good podcast. It's funny that you mentioned that. So I was listening to. I don't mean to keep going on tangents, but um, listening to the audiobook, the the autobiography of Matthew Perry. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that poor guy. Like when when an actor says that they would be willing to give up everything to be normal. I a hundred percent believe with him. Like he is not normal. He has obviously ruined his life with addiction. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea how bad it was and wow. like how bad his life is still. And he screwed up his life. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in the next 10 years, you get some random message on your phone saying Matthew Perry passed away because his health is horrible. Mm -hmm. His life is horrible. All throughout friends, everything like that. It never was like, sure. He was doing like parties and all that stuff like that. And on the outside looking like he was having a good time, but like inside man, he never was happy. Wow. And he still probably never is. That's a shame. Yep. All right. All right. Well, let's leave on that downer. <laughs> <laughs>